Hey friend, it's great to be with you on this Church Tips podcast. And I got to tell you, I am pumped, pumped, pumped to be hanging out with my buddy, George Westlake. He's the lead pastor of uh, Sheffield Family Life Center up in Kansas City. And it's uh, just been a good friend for, we, we were just calculating, what, 20, 21 years, something like that. Now he knew my sister way back in the day when he was a college guy, but that meant he had no idea who Dick Hardy was. But uh, anyway, uh, it's great to hang out with you today, George. Thanks for slicing some time off to talk to us. Hey, Dick, thanks to be, uh, nice to be with you. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. You know, we, we were talking here recently about something that really has been stirring around inside you, and that is the circles of leadership that all of us as pastors and church leaders have in our lives. So I wonder if you could just uh, give us a jump start on what that is uh, as it's um, as you're defining it. Sure. Yeah. It's uh, thank you so much. I'm, I'm an old guy now, so I'm going to put on my reading glasses, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, I, th- I think I kind of break everything around, around us in leadership down to circles and you know how you treat different circles, how you view different circles around you, uh, determines a lot, and, and a lot of it actually uh, ends up being how we're affected by people in these circles. And and I've got uh, you know I've got it down to, to six circles. I think there are I think there are six circles in in my little schematic. And uh, feel free to jump in here anywhere you want because you are Dick Hardy That's and right. you do what you want anyway. So <laughs> you don't need my permission. But uh, you know the first that first circle would be would be the the close family, and maybe a couple people. You know when I when I was when I was in my twenties, everybody was my friend. Everybody was in my circle. No. Probably even mid early to mid thirties, everybody was in my circle. Now I'm fortunate to even have enough to make up a circle. <laughs> But so you got you got you know got your family. You've got a, a couple close people that that you have history with. History is is so important with people uh, because they understand uh, how you feel and they consider your feelings. You know, people who love you and have history with you will consider your feelings. So that's the first circle. I think we're all pretty clear on that. Then you have that second circle, and I think in leadership, this second circle is where a lot of leadership, Now I'm not talking, obviously it can come from the first circle, from a spouse or children or things, but I'm talking more leadership things. Um, this second circle is, is really where a lot of that deep betrayal happens, and I would say I've been betrayed many times and undermined and hurt, frustrated, and, and probably even thrown into a place of not being sure of my 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 ability or my calling at, at, at some points, because this the second circle is is your team, your leaders, your staff, your key people. So these would be people around you that have influence. Uh, some of them have positions. Some of them have influence. Uh, they they get information that not everyone gets. They know a little bit more about you than other people know. They might have a little history. They might not. Uh, you are trusting of them. And oftentimes, Dick, what I've seen, and, and I'm sure you've seen it even more than I have because you're out there among the people, um, so many times in that second circle of people who are, are trusted leaders, partners, team members, uh, you get an alliance there that begins to betray the leader. 
and you get that underground pipeline that starts feeding information back and forth. And maybe they're hiding in offices and meeting in, in offices or they're going to lunch together and everything looks uh, copacetic, but it's really not. Right. And you start realizing in your spirit, there's something going on here. There's something happening. I know there is. But those people tend to sell you out more than they're willing to sell each other out. Mm. In that second circle, it's kind of strange to me that they've got this incredible loyalty to each other, but they lose their loyalty to you. Oh. And you're the one that's actually signing their check. You know, oh. it's, it's a bizarre thing. And I think the enemy confuses people and blinds people there. But that second circle brings a lot of a lot of deep betrayal and a lot of hurt and actually a lot of failure in ministry. I'm going to kick it back to you real quick because you probably have some some thoughts on that or input. Well, you know, I, I don't know if this is where you would go with this, but you can see with your description there of that second circle. Um, you could see why uh, pastors begin to have family in in that spot right because you 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 mitigate an awful lot of that kind of thing you do because they are people you can trust you can trust with your life right and one of the one of the things that that I've seen in myself I'm not proud of it or I guess I should say I'm not I'm not happy that it's this way and I see it in a lot of other leaders and I think the higher the level the the more common it is uh, trust trust is a huge problem you know, I've got major trust issues. There are very few people I will sit down with and they say, oh, you can trust me. And I believe them because right. I've been betrayed and undermined so many times. And usually when somebody who has that, they have enough information to be in a circle that knows a little bit about you. So they can mount, they can make a lie sound really true. Mm -hmm. If yeah. someone were to say, yeah, Dick Hardy, uh, you know, he wears glasses, but they're not, they're not even prescription lenses. He just does it because he thinks he looks better in glasses. Yeah. Well, there's no truth to that. Right. But yeah. because I have relationship with you, I can tell somebody and they say, oh, really? I didn't know that about Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. And his wife gets really mad at him every time he wears it. But, he, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, they have enough information to sound, the, to make the lie sound very believable. And, and, so, I, and, I, and I would interject in here, too. Um, this is not exclusive to ministry. No. You know, you've got people, um, particularly high capacity people in your churches that face these very same kind of things in their, in their orb, uh, they're, they're facing this and they, you know, you can look at a bunch of execs and you think they have the world by the tail, but they're dealing with trust issues around their table as well. Totally. And we have a role and responsibility, or I'm going to say privilege to help them come along uh, to really uh, maneuver through this to, to get to the best place for them as well. So, right. Yeah. So yeah, it, it is very common. I matter of fact, I just met with a guy this morning who is a high level leader in our city and, uh, and he deals with the exact same things. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, and, and it, it creates a, it creates a lot, a lot of, a lot of problem in leadership. The third, the third circle would be one of people who serve, this is, you know, in regard to a church, people who serve uh, your church is their home. They're committed to your church. They have some investment. They're probably givers. They have buy-in. Uh, like I said, they probably serve in some capacity. Uh, their church, your church, but and there can be there there can be a lot of personal offense in this group because oftentimes 
And this group in this circle is where you get the, uh, you know, we, when I was a kid, we used to pull flower petals off, petals off a flower and say, she loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. That's kind of how it goes with this kind this circle, this third circle, because you have these, these department heads, these teachers, the, the volunteers, people who work as greeters in parking lot. Uh, they may work in the, in the music department or the education department, children's department. And, and this week they love you. This month they love you. Next month they don't. And you, you think, okay, yeah, that's, 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 that's my guy. You know, I, thought I was the only one that dealt with that. You mean, well, the- yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be empathetic toward yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I've never really dealt with it, but, uh, yeah, they love me. They love me not. Uh, they they will tell you, you know, you're the greatest pastor ever. I've been to three other churches. This is a, the most incredible church. I love being involved. All my needs are met here spiritually. Every time you preach, it sounds like you're. It seems like you're talking to me. And then two months later, uh, them and everybody else working in that department They're thinks wrong. you don't know anything. You can't yeah. do anything. Right. This this guy, he he doesn't preach the word. All he does is tell stories. Uh, None of it's affecting me. And, you know, this is the worst church I've ever been to. I've been to three churches. This is the worst one I've ever been to. So it's kind of that circle where you get that you get that hurt. And and I think it affects our our self-image. Because one of the things I had to do, Dick, and, and, and it's part of it's part of growing up in life, but it's part of growing up as a leader is uh, I had to get to a point where somehow I didn't take everything personally. Mm. You know, every bad thing somebody said, because, you know, I'm a guy, I'm, I'm old school enough to believe that if there's a problem in the system, ultimately it's my fault. You know, if, if there's a problem here, if there's a problem there, you know, it's, it eventually it comes to my desk and I'm responsible. So everything is somehow connected to, to me. So if there's a problem anywhere, somewhere, it's my my fault. And I think because of that, and I think a lot of leaders feel that way, that, you know, yes, it's, I'm responsible for everything. Ultimately, because of that, we take it personally. And if somebody doesn't like this, if somebody doesn't like the color of the paint, we get the we get the concrete floor stain and they like the carpet better. Uh, you know, they 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 didn't love one message. They didn't respond the way we thought uh, that. We get we get offended, and I I did that for years and years and years. I would say only it's only the last four or five years that I've gotten to a place where I am not personally offended by complaints because it's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, yeah. and and it's not all my fault. Even though I'm responsible, it's not all my fault, and it's not all because of me. There are actually people who don't like something, and it's not tied to me. And so, you know, but but we get a lot of hurt from that circle because these people are involved. They know us. They're here. They're part of our our, our family, and and they have complaints. The fourth circle is. Uh, hey, hang on a second, George. Yes, sir. On that third circle, uh, do you do you see these people bailing on you, or do they just begin to grouse about things? Or they they, they begin to grouse. I would the bailers would be in the in the next circle for oh, me. Okay. Okay. The, the third okay. circle would be people who actually actually have buy-in. This you know this is their church. Yeah. It's not just your. It's their church. They've got buy-in. Fourth circle would be consistent or somewhat non-consistent attenders. Uh, they're in. They're out. You know they they uh, they serve here. Then they're gone. They serve here. They're around. Uh, when they hear something bad, 
you know, they talk about leaving. Uh, they they go from ministry to ministry. You know, we've we've got people who have served in five different ministries, six different ministries, and they do the same thing. You know, their pattern is the same. They'll serve for six months, and then they then they bail out. And eventually they're going to do that on the whole church. So, you know, you you learn to have relationship with these people. You put a little bit of trust in them, but they uh, they're casual. They're casual and they're uh, and they're they'll find a reason to leave. You know, no. they'll find a reason to complain. They'll find a reason not to like something. They'll find a reason to leave uh, for those people. I think for this fourth circle uh, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt as bad as the third circle because we didn't have a lot of stock in them. We hoped for the best. We didn't expect, you know, everything to be great, but we hoped. And, uh, you know, for this circle, I, I think we just say, you know, hey, blessings on you. I bless you. I can't tell you how many people that I've said, you know, I bless you. I bless you in your leaving. Right. Uh, I, I hope you find the church that meets your needs. I hope you find what you're looking for. I am not offended. We bless you. You know, that's kind of that fourth circle because they're in and out. And you kind of have the gut feeling the whole time that, they're not. They're not long termers. They're not going to buy in. No, they're not. They're not going to ride this out. This is not their church. Period. Uh, fifth circle would be uh, would be people who like your church. They like it. Yeah, I like this church. I've been here several times. I come once in a while, or as I see, you know, I meet people and say, "Oh yeah, we go to your church." Well, they come once every three to six months, and they call it their church, and that's good. I'm glad they do. But they say, you know, yeah, we like your church. Uh, they call it theirs, perhaps. But there's really no investment. You know, they may give, they may throw, you know, a five dollar bill, a twenty dollar bill in the offering or something, or you know, pay, you know, tithe online one time or something. But there, there's not a lot of buy-in. There's not a lot of investment there, and uh, and they could be MIA anytime. You know, these are the people who, who yeah, they say, you know, I think I'm going to start coming here. Uh, I've got several family members I want to bring, some people I work with, and they need to they need to see this, and then they're gone. Then they show up six months later, and then they're gone again. That fifth circle doesn't bother us a whole lot. I want to get to the sixth, sixth circle. This is my last one. This this sixth circle. Uh, this is uh, these are these are this is a a very distant circle from what really matters. But this one can really cause us problems and cause us a lot of pain. And this is the circle of other people outsiders, people who do not go to your church, they may come for an event. They may drop in for an Easter or a Christmas special, or a, if you have a concert or a, or a, a dramatic presentation you know, or a conference at your church, they may come in there. They're outsiders, but more than anything, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're competitors. You know, they're competitors. They might be even other pastors. Uh, they're, they're other leaders. Uh, they're leaders at other churches. And this is kind of the place where people hear things. Oh, yeah, I've heard things about your church. I hear things about your church. I've read things about your church. I have a friend that went there and they said this. You know, I have a friend that, that saw this or heard this or read this. And they're not, really, they're not really a part of it. And they really don't know much. But it's ironic, Dick, that these people that are so disconnected can cause us such deep problems. Mm -hmm. It's actually, you know, people outside of our circles of influence, because the first five are kind of somewhat influential. They're factors in, in what we do. The sixth circle, they're not really even a factor, but they interject themselves. And because of their, because of their, their desire 
or maybe their just innate quality of disruption, they become a problem for your church. Right. You know, I we've, we've all had competitors. You know, for me, it would be pastors, other pastors that talk bad about your church. They, they say things about your church that aren't true. People, people around them start saying things. This stuff gets back to you. It gets back to you as a leader. And you're saying that I've never even, it happened to me yesterday. I had to tell a guy, I have never even had a conversation with that person about this ever. Right. But they're saying things and people are believing them because they're in the same business and they appear to know. So this the power of the tongue. Yes. I mean, uh, Scripture talks so plainly about it and the damage it can do. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's you, and and it's frustrating as a leader. It's frustrating for any of us as a leader because, you know, we want to be we want to be strong enough. We want to be stable enough. We want to be secure enough that we can take some shots and they don't hurt us. They don't weaken us. But, you know, we're, we're all frail. We're all we're all emotional people. Uh, we're all easily hurt, and you know one of the things that that's kind of amusing, and this fits in several of these circles, and probably more in the uh, third and fourth, third, fourth, and fifth circle. And I've had people say things to me like this. They'll say, "Well, you know what? You know, I I love the way you I love I love you." I love you. I don't love the way you preach. I don't love the way you dress. I don't love the way your church functions. I don't like the way you do worship. I don't like the way you have the lights set in the auditorium, but I love you. And I will say, you know what? Here's the deal. If you don't like anything about me, you don't like me. Right. You don't. You can't tell me I hate your clothes. I hate your car. I hate your house. I hate your family, but I love you. No, you don't. No, right. no, you don't. And and Christians try to pull that off because they think they can play that. Yeah. Well, you know, I love you. I love you in the Lord. No, you don't. You really right. don't. Right. Well, listen, uh, George, this has been phenomenal. And uh, by the way, we're going to uh, we're going to put the show notes, kind of a synopsis of this okay. so so that you can have it. Um, but give us a um, as we wrap this thing up. Give us a one, two, three, four, five, six. Just rattle those off again, the uh, the bullet points there off of them. Would you do that for us, please? Surely. Yep. It's uh, the first circle would be a close family and a few trusted friends. Good. A few trusted friends. Second circle would be uh, your team, leaders, staff, key people around you that have influence and that you're willing to invest in. The third circle would be people who serve. Your church is their church. This is their church home. They have buy-in. They have investment. We are in it. We believe it. We're in the journey with you. This is our church. They probably even serve in some areas, uh, and they and they know a little bit more about you. They've probably been around you in meetings, uh, in 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 uh, pep talks. Uh, maybe pre-service, post-service, other things. They've been around you. They have some insight into who you are in your life. They have buy-in. Uh, that's that third circle. So we know, you know, they end up having some influence, and and are you know are quasi in and out of the your life as a, as a as an individual. Fourth circle would be uh, consistent and non-consistent attenders, the casual investors. They have some investment. This is their church. They would say, yeah, this is my church. Um, you know, I do have some investment here. Uh, I'm hit and miss. I'll be involved for a little while. I won't be. Um, 
you know, if I'm not going to leave unless God tell. This is one of the lines the people in the in this fourth circle say a lot. I'm not leaving. People are trying to get me to leave. They've told me I should leave. Trying to get me to go to another church. I'm not leaving unless God tells me. Well, ultimately, these people end up kind of kind of floating on that. The fifth circle is people who like your church. Uh, they might even call it their church, but there's no real investment. They're not involved. Uh, they're probably not buying into missions projects. Uh, they're probably not tithing a whole lot. They're not They're not buying into all of that, even though they would say, yes, this is my church. This is my church. And, you know, they go missing a lot. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen I, that guy that was used to sit right here. They were here for like four or five months. I haven't seen them in a year. Well, and then they, they disappear, then they kind of come back. That's that fifth circle. They're not connected, but, you know, they're they like your church. The sixth one is the one is the one uh, with people who are not part of your church. It would be other people, outsiders, competitors, maybe even other people who do what you do. Uh, they have not signed the non-compete. And so they will, uh, you know, they will uh, they'll say whatever they want. They'll cast stones uh, if there's something they don't like. Sometimes they will they will act like they've had conversations with you they haven't had. Or sometimes they'll say, hey, yeah, we're really close friends. I've had people said, tell me, yeah, this guy told me to talk to him. He told me he's a really good friend of yours. And I'm thinking, I don't think we've ever spoken, but you know, I mean, I don't always say that because it's not healthy, but yeah, I'm thinking that. So yeah. that's, that's that, that sixth circle that can cause us a lot of pain. It really doesn't even have a stake in our life. Yeah. That's so good, George. Thank you so much for, uh, for going through those with us. Um, Give us a parting shot here. Okay. If a pastor who's listening to this, they're tuned in, they're they're tracking, what do you want them to hear from our discussion here today? I think I think the uh, the hard lesson to learn, I will say for me has been I'm getting better at it. I haven't perfected it much better than I used to be. Is we need to we need to try to learn from everything. You know, we learn from everything, even the bad things, even when people say things that are bad, even when people say things that we think aren't remotely true. Um, what can we, what can I, what can I learn from that? When somebody tells me something that, that lets me know they really don't know me at all, they just think they do. Okay, but somewhere I'm putting off that persona. Maybe I'm, maybe that's what I'm giving off. Maybe that's what I'm radiating. I don't know. So, you know, I would say bottom line is, Try to, to allow everything to be a learning, a learning point. And, uh, you know, and that requires a lot of, a lot of uh, strength, a lot of uh, personal um, security. It does, but, uh, but we can do that and, and it helps in the long run. So good. So good. Wow. Thanks very much, George, for uh, really taking time to hang out with me on this and our pastors and uh, church leaders. Uh, it really has been a great privilege to be with you. Um, for those of you um, uh, watching and listening, it would be very helpful to us if you would, uh, uh, wherever you uh, subscribe to your podcast, first subscribe to the Church Tips podcast, but secondly, rate and review. That helps us get the message out to more and more people, and we would be very, very grateful for it. So, George, thanks again so much. Thanks, and, friend. And to the listeners and uh, viewers, it's been great to be with you today. Make it a great one and be blessed. Hey, Jonathan here, real quick before you go. 
Everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the Leaders.Church membership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you'd like to do that, I want to invite you to go to leaders.church slash boost. Again, that's leaders.church slash boost. Well, thanks again for joining us on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.